Whether you're seasoned or new, this is the place for patriots, preppers, and partisans who understand the necessity of being able to receive and share information with others. When conventional communications are disrupted or compromised, grid up or grid down, this is Partisan Radio. Welcome to Partisan Radio. We are currently at AMCON 4. That is the second to the lowest level for the Amron communications condition. And you can go to amron.com. That's A-M-R-R-O-N.com. I spell Alpha Mike Romeo Romeo Oscar November.com. Click on the banner on the right-hand side that shows the current AMCON level. That will take you to the AMCON page where you'll be able to learn more, including action items that you should be taking while we are at AMCON 4 and why we are at AMCON 4. We will continue to evaluate and we will remain at AMCON 4 until further notice. If you are a net control operator, don't forget to mention that in your preamble in your nets this week, which are just coming up. If you haven't participated in an AMRON net recently, we made the announcement that starting in February of 2016, the 20-meter nets switched over to daytime nets. I also want to invite you to watch the YouTube video that we produced so you understand what 20-meter nets should look like. That will take place at 2000 hours Zulu, the first and third Wednesday of the month. Then that evening is the 40-meter nets, national nets with one single net control station, and that is really oriented toward passing traffic. That is a traffic net. More training uh, will be forthcoming for handling traffic. The first and third Thursday are our rolling nets, which right now is on 80 meters. More information is available at amron.com. But uh, real quickly, the 80 meter nets start off with voice for a 30 minute time period on the East Coast. Then they switch over to digital mode, typically Contestia 4250. When the East Coast is done with its voice net on the half hour, the next time zone, the central time zone, starts their voice net on the same frequency, plus or minus for QRM. But if everything goes as planned, it should be going on frequency for 30 minutes and then switching over. When the central time zone is done with their net, then the mountain time zone will begin their voice net on the frequency for 30 minutes, and then the Pacific time zone will pick up its voice net on 80 meters. When the mountain time zone is finished, when they are done with their voice net, they switch over to digital. And this is called a rolling net, a way to quickly be able to get on the air at a specific time with those in your region, in your time zone, to pass information and uh, allow for the next time zone to pick up its net. And this is a good way also to pass the baton for information and for traffic from one time zone onto the next. Don't forget also, in the summertime, we run 40 meters on our rolling net night on Thursdays. And in the wintertime, we use 80 meters. April 1st is coming up. We'll be switching over on April 1st. Hope all that makes sense. That's on the website for your information. Someone sent in a very cool tool. It is at earth.nullschool.net. 
We'll put the links up, but it allows you to see projected wind patterns over a up to a well that's apparently refreshed about every 48 hours, projected 48 hours wind patterns, including uh, CO2 emissions. Uh, very interesting interactive earth map that you can look at there. We'll get those up for you over at amron.com so you'll be able to follow through and check that out. A little bit of ham radio news, kind of a sad moment for many of us. It was just noted on SWLING, shortwavelistening.com, that the IC7200, that is the ICOM, IC7200 HF radio, a staple in the ham radio, especially MCOM community, they are discontinuing the IC7200. We don't have a specific date yet, but they're saying that is coming up. They've been threatening this for the last few years, but this time they said they are really going to do it. I own an, an IC7200. Absolutely love it. I uh, would not want to be without one. And there are so many of them on the market, and they are so popular. Don't worry if you own one. It's Don't uh, fear that you're not going to have support. There are many parts. Uh, there's, there's much support out there in the ham radio community. These things are going to be around for many, many, many years, probably until they bring it back again. This week's main topic actually is a couple of topics, but they merge together. A American's Book series, Going Home, uh, has just announced that book seven, Avenging Home, is out. That came out this week. For those of you who are Going Home, A American Book Series fans, you'll note that Amron is mentioned, as well as John Jacob Schmidt and Radio Free Redoubt play a role in the resistance in this book series. Amron operators play a very significant role. How the author, A. American, described it as he begins to pull the veil back, get them outside of this little Florida world that they're in to give them a bigger picture of what's going on across the country. And that's where Amron operators are revealed in the book series. Some of you may find some things that are very familiar, especially if you've been in Amron for any length of time. I want to encourage you to revisit the one-time pads if you're not already familiar with it, also known as OTPs, one-time pads. I'm going to do a little exercise here at the end of Partisan Radio today. It's going to start with the digital mode MT63, that's Mike Tango 63 1KL, which is short for 1000L. That will reveal the numbers that you will decode, decrypt, and once you decrypt that one-time pad message from the MT-1631KL, that is a digital mode. Sounds kind of like a fax machine. That will reveal the number string that you will decrypt using a one-time pad. Once you decrypt the one-time pad message, email what you've decrypted to me at johnjacob at radiofreeredoubt.com. Just let me know the name of the partisan and the color and type of clothing. Now, this is not a contest. Just straight training, practice. But speaking of contests, I do have an announcement in just a moment. But let me go back to digital. If this is new to you and you are new to partisan radio or ham radio in general, uh, amateur radio or just radio communications, go to amron.com and type digital in the search box in the upper right-hand corner of the website. Type in one time pads in the search box. 
Now, before you get to that, you need to type in digital in the search box. There will be several articles that will walk you through step-by-step guides on downloading the free software, setting up the digital communications modes that you can use for transmitting and receiving, even if you're not a radio operator, even with a shortwave radio, you can receive these digital communications and decode them right there on your laptop. Uh, it's a great way to send traffic over the airwaves when the band conditions are such that you cannot have decent communications using voice modes. Well, digital modes will slice through all of that and uh, it, is a, it is a great mode. So, or it is a great way to send communications using digital modes. In this digital mode that I'm recording for, you can still decode it by plugging your computer in the audio jack after you got your digital comm set up and decode this. That will reveal the numbers that you'll use the one-time pad to decrypt. And once again, go to amron.com in the upper right-hand corner, type in one-time pads. There are exercises there. There is all the material that you need to download. Print that out. Start a little folder for one-time pad stuff because we are going to be using this more and more in the future, which we already have been, and Amron Core uses it regularly. I am also going to put these links in the highlights and resources posting for this volume for your easy reference so you can go back to it. Now, for the announcement that I was talking about, speaking of contests... Uh, we do have contests over at Amron Core with training exercises that we do as a way of uh, thanking you and rewarding those who have successfully decoded, entered into the contest, given away gear from the Amron Gear Readout Gear Store. But in June of this year, T Rex 2016 is going to take place from the 10th through the 12th. That's Friday through Sunday. A chance for the nationwide network to practice passing communications monitoring, listening, sending situation reports about a disaster that's going to unfold. And this will be a earthquake-oriented exercise. We're going to expand that a little bit. It'll not just be in one location. It will be two. But this will be done in conjunction with Cascadia Rising, which is going to take place from June 7th to June 10th. Mark your calendars. Cascadia Rising is a multiple agency and multiple jurisdiction disaster response exercise, including emergency communications using Ares, Racy's, Red Cross, uh, Saturn, which is your Salvation Army, Canadian military, United States military, state and National Guard units, FEMA. There's going to be many, many out there. We're going to be monitoring that traffic just as if it were a real emergency for us to glean information off the airwaves about this developing disaster scenario, developing sit reps or executive summaries to shoot out to the rest of the network to keep everyone informed about what's going on. It's going to be very interesting, but that ends on the 10th, Friday the 10th, and that's when T-Rex 2016 kicks off June 10th. So there's some overlap there. We'll go into the T-Rex exercise that weekend, uh, jumping off of the Cascadia Rising exercise. I produced a one minute and approximately 40 second promo video for T-Rex 2016. It's on YouTube and it's also linked from amron.com. And essentially that was produced for one purpose, for you to mark your calendars, is to make the official announcement. So mark your calendars. Uh, June 10th through the 12th is T-Rex. And prior to that, June 7th through the 10th, for those who are able to monitor and listen to Cascadia Rising radio traffic. 
So a lot more to come on that, a lot more details about how to participate and what to expect from T-Rex 2016 this year. There's a new piece of equipment I wanted to point you to that was brought to my attention at a website called countycom.com. That's county, C-O-U-N-T-Y, com, C-O-M-M with two M's, dot com. They are carrying a small shortwave radio called the GP5 SSB general purpose radio new for 2016. Now it's not available on Amazon and I've not had my hands on it to review it, but they do have embedded videos demonstrating the use of this very clearly bringing in ham radio traffic with this. Now at first glance, I thought this looks familiar. It looks like just a ripoff of the Texan PL360 exact same thing. The dials, the buttons, the everything looks the same, except I noticed the Texan for $45 does not have single sideband. It is a shortwave radio AM FM. What's the point of having a shortwave radio if it doesn't have single sideband? I would not own one unless it was an old time tube radio that was nostalgic. But for emergency communications, if all you have to receive with is just a shortwave radio, it must have single sideband for you to be able to receive ham radio traffic, including the digital modes, which will be going through the airwaves. You'll be missing out if you don't have that. But I was impressed to see this GP5 SSB general purpose radio, small, just looks like it just fit in your shirt pocket. Very impressed with the videos uh, reviews that I saw of it. I want to get my hands on one of these and do a review on it, but it does. Uh, I was encouraged to see that it does have an external jack for an external antenna. So you can run a long wire up into a tree and increase your uh, reception. I'll put both the Texan PL360 up there next to the link also to this Countycom GP5, which has the single sideband. Uh, impressed, impressed so far. But uh, we'll see. I'm not going to commit to promoting it. I just want to put it on your radar in case any of you have done a review on it or have had your hands on one of these. I'd love to uh, hear your feedback. Finally, I want to share with you from Chapter 7 of the IARU Telecommunications Guide, available at Amron.com. Just type in IARU Telecommunications Guide or MCOM Guide, and we have that available at Amron.com. I'm going to cover Chapter 7, Basic Net Operations. Just as from their manual, this is not necessarily what Amron has to do, but it gives some great guidance, and I strongly recommend all emergency communi communications uh, radio operators to have this downloaded and printed. It is a great radio operator's guide for MCOMs, for civilian emergency communications, really oriented towards supporting Aries, RACES, uh, operators. Why we have nets, according to Chapter 7. Any list of the major strengths of amateur radio includes our abilities to share information in a group setting, in real time, across multiple locations and multiple message destinations. Unlike many other types of communications, our radio messages can be heard by everyone in the group at once, and they can respond. But it can cause a problem if not organized. A high volume of disorganized messages can quickly turn an overloaded communication system into a disaster, I would add, in and of itself. To prevent this from happening, amateur radio operators use regular protocols called a network or a net 
to organize the flow of messages. The mission of the net is to effectively move as much traffic accurately and quickly as possible. Nets can either be formal or informal as needs dictate. Nets can be in voice, Morse code, or digital modes depending on the situation. The anatomy of net operations. A net manager is the person in charge of a net, but is most often not the person who actually conducts the net on the air. Managers ensure that there is a net control station, NCS, with enough operators for each shift, and monitors net and band conditions to see if changes in frequency are needed. If more than one net is operating, a net manager may be responsible for a group of nets. The net manager coordinates the various nets and their NCSs to ensure a smooth flow of traffic within and between nets. Managers may assign various human and equipment resources to meet the needs of each net. Net managers may be responsible for a regularly scheduled net or may be temporarily appointed to manage one or more ad hoc nets created for a particular emergency incident. A NCS directs the minute-by-minute operation of the net on the air. The NCS controls the flow of messages according to priority and keeps track of where messages come from and where they go, and any that have yet to be sent. They also keep a current list of which stations are where, their assignments, and their capabilities. In a busy situation, the NCS may have one or more assistants to help with record keeping. Liaison stations handle messages that need to be passed from one net to the other. The NCS, or net manager, may assign one or more stations to act as liaisons between two specific nets. These stations can monitor one or both nets, depending on resources. It is easier to monitor only one net at a time. This can be accomplished by having one station in each net assigned as the liaison to the other, or by having a single liaison station check into both nets on a regular schedule. In the event that an emergency precedence message needs to be passed to another net when the liaison is not monitoring that net, any net member can be assigned to jump to the other net and pass the message. Learning proper NCS technique and handling such duties is one of the most important functions in emergency communications. During an emergency or disaster, the first operator to arrive on frequency is the NCS operator, at least until a net manager or leadership comes along to relieve them or reassign them. So that's from the IARU, Emergency Telecommunications Guide. Download it, print it, refer to it, Strongly recommend you read it. We do deviate to some degree from this, and this doesn't, all of this uh, in this guide does not apply to Amron, but there are some great principles and practices there that I strongly recommend you familiarize yourself with, especially if you are new to radio communications. Now, that concludes this volume of Partisan Radio. So go get your comms up and practice and train. There's a message coming up right after this, so stand by. And you might want to note that the woodsman searches for a larch. The woodsman searches for a larch. This is John Jacob Schmidt, 73, out. As ready, trained communicators, right up to the present time, radio hams 
have been busy every single minute. The ever-increasing group of radio amateurs who have equipped themselves at their own expense with two-way radio sets by amateurs who saw their opportunity to render a public service and paid off for Americans in trouble.